0: It's time to take off on the Award Travel 101 podcast. Helping you maximize your travel rewards, no matter your destination or budget.
1: Now here are your hosts, Award Travel 101 community managers, Angie Sparks and Joseph Petrovic,
0: to help you do extraordinary things on ordinary money. Did you know that more award space has been popping up than what we've seen in years? Rather than spending hours per trip searching on your own, let Thrifty Traveler Premium's army of flight analysts do the work for you with their customized premium
1: alerts. Whether using miles or points, or you're just looking for a cheap cash flight, Thrifty Traveler Premium will send customized alerts just for you from your selection of home airports, like 43,000 round trip to Japan. Want business class instead? They have you covered there, too, for 60,000 points one way. Other examples include Emirates Live Flat Business to Athens for 62,000 points, Air France KLM Business Class to Europe and North Africa for 30,000 points, and even their brand new Nerd Alert feature for unique first-class service like Etihad Apartments or Qatar First Class. So if you want more premium deal award alerts sent straight to your inbox, Head
0: on over to thriftytraveler.com and use promo code AT101 for
1: $10 off your first year. And we're back for episode 50 of the Award Travel 101 podcast. My name's Joseph Petrovic. And I'm Angie Sparks. What's going on? Not too much. We're here for episode 50. How many points did we earn? And we'll jump into the post of the week by Tom Kumaris talking well, about you're
0: the one that flagged this.
1: disappearing in room coffee makers. And he was kind of curious, says, Hey, I'm traveling, I'm on the road. And you know, it seems to be an issue more and more places that I go that a coffee maker doesn't exist. So what do you do to get your freshly brewed coffee?
0: Well, you're not a coffee guy, are you? You're a tea person, aren't you?
1: I'm both, but it uh, d- just depends if I'm at home on the weekends, I'll drink coffee, but most of the time I'm working, drinking tea. So I'd say five-sevenths of the week, I'm a tea person, and the other two-sevenths, I'm a coffee person.
0: Well, I am a 100% a coffee person and a 0% tea person, so this one kind of resonated with me. I found the, the post very interesting, more for the number of people who chimed in with, what they bring on their trips to be able to make certain that they have coffee. It's truly nothing. I have never even thought about it. It's just like, oh, I've got a coffee maker in the room and it's always bad. It's just bad coffee. It's more to, it's a vessel to get caffeine into my body. So I don't really care too much about how bad it tastes. People like bringing their whole pour over setups and people (laughs) bringing, you know, oh, you can get this instant coffee from this place and bring this. It's really good. I was. I was just kind of floored by it. The only time I remember ever doing something like this was we went on a Princess Cruise. And every time we go on a cruise, I spend a lot of time on Cruise Critic. And I learn everything there is about the ship and the ports. Well, people talked about just how awful the coffee is on Princess Cruise Line. I'm like, really? And all these people were saying, yes, you have to go to Starbucks and you have to get this certain container and you have to get this these Via packets, this instant coffee, and you take that and you can make it. So I did. I didn't think it was all that. So I don't know. I'm probably not going to go out of my way to bring my own coffee setup on any trips. But um, apparently a lot of people do. It's real interesting. Go over and and check out the post and read the answers if if this is something that concerns you.
1: I found it interesting as well because the first time I ever really paid attention to in-room coffee makers, and I do typically drink coffee when I'm traveling. That is one of the other things is I don't drink tea frequently when traveling. Coffee is kind of more like a treat, just like travel is. So I do tend to drink coffee more when traveling than when not. But the only time or very first time that I paid attention to an in-room coffee maker, because I've heard so many horror stories about what happens with them and how people use them and how disgusting and full of bacteria they can be, was they had a Ritz-Carlton Kapalua in Maui, Hawaii. And the Ritz-Carlton had a Nespresso machine, and it was really nice. They had these little coffee pods that were, it was just absolutely delicious coffee. I I can't say that I've really had any better in-room coffee. But other than that, I'm typically doing coffee at free breakfast or if I'm really desiring something, some places we travel, we try a local coffee shop or something like that. But as far as places that may not have one, I don't know. I don't know what I would do under that circumstance.
0: Well, it, Allison and I both chimed in about how what a pain in the butt it is when you stay in a hotel. And they don't grasp the fact that all you want to do, and this is always international, and that you want to just get a cup of coffee to go. And she and I, we scoured our resort in Bali, our very last day. All we wanted was a cup of coffee. We were going to the airport. We were going to go to the lounge before we got on our flight. They were like, oh, well, here, have a seat, have the buffet. We're like, no, 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 we don't want breakfast. We just want coffee. And they, you thought we'd grown a second head. They did not understand <laughs> what we wanted there. So yeah,
1: that's it. For all your listeners, go chime in. We'll link this post into the show notes and let us know what you think. Moving on, let's head on over to some news. We have a couple of interesting card offers. We have new milestone offers and best business class seats, but we're going to start off this news week with uh, something that's kind of making the rounds in the entire community. And it's buzz about the 737 MAX nine plane. Did you see this, Angie?
0: I saw, the, I saw the article, like the door fell off or so the emergency exit doors and things fell off mid-flight, like 14,000 feet. Yeah. Wasn't it something like that?
1: So this Alaska Airlines, again, the 737-MAX9, and we know all know that the MAX uh, series of planes have had a number of issues they've run into and they got saved basically by the pandemic where, uh, you know, nobody was flying, but they had, you know, a couple of planes that, Dove into the ocean and then this particular one had a plug, which is effectively a door that is sealed. Some of the cheaper carriers like Ryanair, when you have higher configurations of passengers that they have to hold, they have to have so many exit doors. So they have those built in where there's a space for a door, but on the planes where they're not as highly dense, they they fill it in with this plug. And the plane was leaving, I believe it was Portland, Oregon, and headed to California. It got up to about 16,000 feet, and this thing blew out. And the plane was nearly full capacity, but the person in that particular, where that seat would have been, was not full. So there was no passenger in that seat. There was suspicion that the seat might have blown out the window. Oh gosh! From what I saw from the remains of that, it, I'm not. I don't think it. The seat actually did go out the window, but had the person been not seat belted, they they definitely would have gone out the window, and it would have resulted in a casualty catastrophe. You know, one of the first deaths of the 2024 season. Miraculously, nobody uh, was injured, and the plane descended, came down. And landed without any injuries or, or at least serious injuries or c- casualties. So that was good news, but it brings question as to what the safety of the plane is. And just the other day, the FAA shut the MAX 9 down and on these versions that were impacted. So apparently, not all of them were, but they're, I believe they're starting to get back into service. I don't know. I haven't been following it from that point. But it is, you know, it brings back questions as to how safe this plane is, and I'm curious if you will be going out of your way to avoid it.
0: Well, I probably won't go out of my way to avoid it. First of all, I don't pay attention to plane types, but this is this is kind of why they always tell you to keep your seatbelt. One of the reasons why <laughs> they tell you to keep your seatbelt, you know, on when you're sitting in your seat, and that, that brings. Was it like back in the 80s? I think there was like a Hawaii. I think it was Hawaiian Airlines. Same kind of situation or something. And a flight attendant got sucked out. So I always think of these things when I see them in movies and whatnot. I keep my seatbelt on when I'm seated. Although yeah, I think people that sit on the windows are a little concerned how that's sitting next to this.
1: Well, yeah, I, th- I believe there was a child in the middle seat and oh, um, gosh. a child in the middle seat where this occurred and the parent on the end. So all their stuff got sucked out and blown out. I mean, they're flying at 400 plus miles per hour at that point. But as far as I'm concerned, I, I still probably will not go out of my way to avoid this plane. I know some people will. But that's just, I guess, a notice for everyone listening out there that that did happen. If you hadn't heard about it, you can certainly look in the news and you'll find out more details. And of course, as this episode airs, we're recording about a week in advance, so more details will be out there then. Exactly. Next up, we have our top fifteen cards of 2024 to start out the year, and there are a lot of cards that you know have enhanced offers. But Angie, was there anything that's Stuck out to you.
0: I think the two big ones, and these offers are ending soon. It's still the elevated offer on the fee-free ink cards. They have pulled the personal referral, dropped that back down to 75,000 points. But um, the public offer and our offer is still for 90,000 points for 6,000 spend on those fee-free ink cards. But that offer ends on, you know, the date. I know it's 7 a.m. June, January. January 18th. Eighteenth, but as we know in the past, those offers have been pulled early, even when we have a date like seven a.m. on that date. So don't wait until six thirty a.m. on that date. <laughs> Hope that it's still there. If you want this, I would apply sooner rather than later. And then the second one is the other big Chase offer for the Freedom Unlimited, where they are going to match all of your points for the first year. It doesn't have a traditional sign-up bonus, but this is a great option for a card to either give to a P2 so they don't have to have everything labeled in their wallet. It's just here, use this for everything. It's also a really good option for earning a bunch of points when you're not working on a minimum spend. I did not end up going for this because we did get two new cards. We're working on minimum spend with those and I've got a few more in mind. So I didn't want to waste, not waste, I do not want to spend a 524 slot getting this especially i've got i've got a lot of chase points right now i really need to plump up my other currencies this year that's kind of going to be one of my focuses so those are the those were the offers that intrigued me the most how about you
1: yeah the ink cards are definitely it you know you have 6 days as of the time this episode airs to get those enhanced bonus offers and i will definitely be applying for one for my wife i think i'll be actually trying to get the 100K Inc preferred card, not the premier. The Ink preferred because we don't want cashback ultimate rewards that are only cashback, not used as flexible currency. But I saw that in her account, she actually has a pre-approval offer for the 100K Inc preferred, and so I'm still going to refer her and ask for to make sure that hopefully that bonus, that enhanced referral bonus, is still out there. And I don't know if the ink preferred is changing. We know that the ink cash and unlimited are, and we'll see where those go. But hopefully that's something that you get out of the way. Make sure that again, if you are interested in those fee free cards, jump on this right away, cut the podcast off and go sign up now. You want to get that card before this offer drops and get those extra ultimate reward points.
0: The next item of news is in your bailiwick and not mine. Hyatt Milestone Rewards offer expanded choices this year. What are those about?
1: Yeah, so one of the things that ended up happening, and we talked about this in a previous episode, that they were making some changes come January 1st. They are increasing the number of milestone Mm -hmm. awards. And, uh, they are increasing some of the things that you can get at the lower ones. So now, uh, you actually have an option to choose sweet upgrade awards or bonus points at 50 nights. Whereas before it was two sweet upgrade awards and that's what you, you got. So you got to choose, you have some more choices that are coming out. You know, one of the things that was interesting to me is a lot of people who have been repeat globalists. And that means that you have earned your 60 nights have no value really for the most part for club award stays. So you get club access awards and each year we have all these club access awards that expire and now you have a choice at 30 nights instead of getting club access awards to get a discount, discounted stay on your next Hyatt place or Hyatt house, there's a couple of selections. So if you're staying at some of the lower end properties you can choose some different things. The other thing is they now have uh, milestone bonuses for 110, 20, 30, 40, and 150 nights, whereas it used to cap off at 100 nights. I did actually hit 100 nights once. Uh, it was my very first year. Most of it was from credit card spend, and that's one of the benefits of having the world of Hyatt personal or business cards. And if you do that, you get you, ha- you used to only get 10,000 mm-hmm. points or a sweet upgrade award. But now you can actually get one Miraval night, which those things are pretty expensive. I think if you take a couple there, they're like sixty five thousand points. So that could be valuable for some. If you do that all the way to one hundred fifty, you can get two Miraval nights. So effectively, you could do like a buy one get one free. You could do four nights for one hundred thirty thousand points. Okay. So we'll link that into the show notes as well, so you can read up on that and find out all the details from award wallet.
0: Award wallet also had a post about the best business class award sweet spots for flights to Europe. And it highlights some of the some of the routes that we've talked about and some of the flight options, you know, Turkish business class for 45,000 points to Europe. If you can get A round trip a lot, you know, being able to fly Delta one booking through Virgin for 50,000 points. My issue with these are, yeah, they're sweet spots, but you have to be super flex. This is almost one of those, these are designed for people that they let the deal drive their destination. It's like, oh, hey, I found it. Let's go ahead and book this and go versus I want to go to this place at this time on these dates. And then you have to hope maybe you can come. So I think for a lot of people. It sets up, I don't want to say unreasonable expectations because certainly these things are very bookable, but they expect to be able to get this and they can't find it because they have specific. I have a friend, I think I mentioned him previously, they are going on a river cruise next year out of Lyon, France, and they're flying out of Tampa. So we're looking at two non-hub cities right there. And, you know, all we're finding award space wise is, you know, three stops, 24 hours of flight time, and they're having a hissy fit. And I'm like, you have set dates. You want to (laughs) fly from one small airport to another small airport. I'm like, your options are small. They're like, but I saw that I could book this. I'm like, yeah, well, that doesn't help you for this one. So I don't know. They're out there. If you are the kind of person that you let the destination drive where you're, I'm sorry, let the deal drive where you're going to go, these can save you a ton of points. And since I do have points stuck at Virgin, I probably ought to look at some of these and see if I can use
1: them. <laughs> yeah, they, these are one of those things that I think is just, it's really good to keep in the back of your mind so that you know, hey, I could get it for this as little as this. And you kind of know where the baseline is for a great sweet spot deal not necessarily that you're always going to find it because saver award fares are never always available. They're there when the airline can't sell the space and they're saying, hey, we want to open it up to the award program just to fill a seat and not have it go empty. So we get some kind of revenue rather than nothing because you're not getting anything if that seat isn't filled. Right. So, you know, it's just something to, good to keep in the back of your head, know for the future that, hey, there there are these sweet spots out there watch for where those go and how you can use those to travel better in the future.
0: Exactly. So trip updates. Mine's bleak. The house project is in full swing. I've got lots of points earning coming on this year, but no trips. So what are you doing?
1: Well, last time we talked about possibly going to New Zealand and I ended up scrapping most of that. I think I still have a hotel booked using fine hotels and resorts just in case we kind of make a last minute change of heart and still go anyways, because I've been checking the awards. The awards are still there to be able to do this. Uh, Again, I mentioned that my daughter loves the violin and her favorite YouTubers who are violin extraordinaires have a concert in Auckland, New Zealand. And so we probably will not go. I'm just kind of keeping one piece of this together that was booked in 2023, just in case, because I can't get that credit again, that credit, if as soon as I cancel that reservation, that $200 platinum credit, hotel credit will go away. And I guess I'm out of luck for using that in 2023. And other than that, just kind of making some decisions on what we're going to do for spring break, because we have two trips held for spring break. But I'll worry about that as we get closer because the flight prices are kind of expensive right now.
0: Well, just as long as your wife doesn't have you stay home and do another staycation and have a giant honeydew list again like last year.
1: Now, the question is, is are we going to go to Florida or the Caribbean? So that's uh, we have one or the other that we're going to do, but we're kind of weighing out right now. The flights to the Caribbean are fine. The problem is the return flight are overpriced uh, effectively. The award price in economy, returning home from the Virgin Islands, are is exactly the same price as flying Q suites over to the Middle East. So I don't want. Oh, that's spend, awful! I don't want to spend seventy thousand advantage miles per person to fly economy home from the Caribbean. But we'll, like I said, I I actually did book it just to take the seats and make sure that I don't get you know crummy one-off seats coming home. But my intention is to certainly cancel. And rebook it when the award price comes down. Ooh, yuck. So moving on, what bonuses did we get, Angie? Some new cards. Um, nothing new. We're still working on the
0: Ink Cash card. I'm thinking of getting the Wyndham business card or the Venture X business card. I have to, you know, January is kind of that time for, you know getting your financial house in order and whatnot for the year. So I'm waiting on some financial information so I can do my credit card strategy. I have a couple of cards that I have zero APR offers on. And so it's a matter of, well, should I get the Venture X and get that huge sign-up bonus while I have these big expenses because I've gotten the quotes back from the painters and for the new carpet and all that kind of stuff. So all this stuff starts adding up. I'm like, oh yeah, that Venture X, it's, it's getting doable but then I have to turn around and pay it off? Or do I take advantage of those zero APRs and use the bank's money for six months while I'm spending a lot? So that's kind of where I am right now. How about you? Anything new?
1: I did have the Wyndham business earner card arrive. So that was, I've started on that. I can basically knock out the spend with one tax payment, but I'm probably going to use it for just regular everyday spend instead of doing that and put the spend on my world of hyatt business card for taxes that way i can start getting some hyatt elite nights for 2024 and that's the only thing i have going i i really wish i known about some of the expenses that i had come up towards the end of the year because i had some big business expenses come up that i really could have done knocked out that venture x business card that you just mentioned I ended up going for an Amex Business Platinum instead, and I tried to get the second one once I realized that I had the expenses that I could knock that out. But it just kind of sad knowing that now I had the, the expenditures that I could have gotten that VentureX business card and wasn't able to. And now I have to look at different opportunities. Painful. So that's it for what bonuses did we get? Not very exciting this week. We'll see if there's anything new for the following week. And let's move on to our highlight feature. How many points did we earn? So we're going to recap our 2023 earnings. All the credit cards that we have, we're not going to go through them one by one, but we'll kind of summarize everything that we ended up having through 2023 what we earned through the points and some of the things that we're looking forward to doing with those. So Angie, let's get us started.
0: So we, I went back and looked at everything and we got 12 cards, six and six evenly divided there, but eight business cards and four personal cards, total sign-up bonuses. This is where we did pretty well. Thanks to all of those business platinum cards, 1,435. Thousand points. And yes, I'm looking at your numbers. I didn't do as well as you did. I also got a lot of referrals this year, 390,000 points. And this ranges from quite a few from my Southwest cards, a number from my ink cards, and really not as many from my Amex cards as I know you did. But it was it was a nice hefty haul. I got a checking account bonus for the Amex business platinum or the Amex business checking account. And we are waiting for that one for P2 to post. And overall, well, well, we'll hold off on that. Tell us your numbers for what you opened and your referral bonus points.
1: Well, mine wasn't much different than yours. I, we were pretty close. I did open a few more cards. I opened 14 cards, 10 for me and four for P2. So she opened four new cards. I didn't go through the breakdown of which were business versus consumer, but I did open a lot more consumer cards than I typically do because I I remember that I was down to two twenty four and I'm now at five twenty four. So I I did open at least three personal or consumer cards for myself. I don't remember how many we opened for my wife, but we earned just uh, about thirty thousand, forty thousand points more than you. So I ended the year as far as Sign up bonuses themselves at 1.476 million points, plus an uncapped free night award certificate from Hilton Honors. So you could use that for a minimum of, say, 80 to 95,000 points and upwards of 150 if you use it at the couple of places that are at the top end of their non existent (laughs) chart. My referrals broke down. Uh, I had 300,000 points earned from uh, my membership rewards earning cards. So I had all of my membership rewards cards. I was targeted to be one of those people who got enhanced referrals. So I can max out each card at 100,000 points. I did max out three of them and I had 200,000 ultimate rewards earned from referrals as well. That's a total of 500,000 points earned from referrals. My buddy and my wife, accounted for over 200,000 of those. So they were over 40% of my total referrals. And then the points I earned from spending on the cards to create the minimum spend and sign up bonus from those, I earned about a hundred thousand points, which was about 85 to $90,000 in spend total on all of those cards throughout the entire year. And you have a legit business.
0: I just just want to point that out. It's not all just grocery shopping that you're spending all that money
1: on. There was no shenanigans this year. There have been in past years, but there was no shenanigans this year. So I did earn, like I said, about 100,000 points. On top of that, I had shopping portals. So I earned 53,000 points from Rakuten, which becomes membership rewards. 49,000 points from American Advantage. Totaling everything for the year of 604,000 Ultimate Reward Points, 979,000 Membership Rewards. I had one, I signed up for a United Business Card, so I had 80,000 United Mileage Plus Miles, 375,000 American Advantage Miles, and 140,000 Hilton Honors for a total haul of 2.178 million points, not including the free night award certificate, or about $56,000 in future travel based on my minimum acceptable valuations. So that doesn't include any spend on other cards. This is just bonuses and spend on those cards to earn the bonuses.
0: Well, I don't have mine quite broken out like yours, and I sure didn't earn the shopping portal bonuses like you do. But mine, I got actually quite a few more co-brand cards this year we got i think 3 AA cards between the two of us so i got 145,000 points by myself and p2 got 70,000 points we both got the hilton business card when they had their elevated sign up bonus and he got a free night certificate with his offer in addition though this was the first year that p2 got his first ink business card so We both got a couple of inks and just mine were really kind of spread across the spectrum of what cards you'd want to get. So that's how much I earned. So, but I used or I have reserved with bookings that I currently have scheduled for this year, which we all know what's going to happen with those 1.2 million points with a net. So for a net increase in my points portfolio of 575,000 points, I increased it, but. When I cancel Australia and the safari, I'm going to be getting back close to a million points between the flights that I have booked, the the park high at Sydney, and um, the safari itself. So my value, as I said, this is going to be my earning year. I will have a lot. And none of these numbers include my normal spending, any of my You know, free night certificates that I used using points on Southwest, which I used quite a bit, or used a lot of travel funds. So there's a a lot of the trips that I took last year, they aren't reflected in those numbers because I used different award travel things for those particular deals.
1: Yeah, I, I do have a sheet, and I forgot to collect that for this particular episode as to what the total amount burned was for because. My assumption is is that in addition to the nearly 2.2 million I earn from the methods I mentioned earlier, that I probably have something in the ballpark of another half a million points. I like I know I'm going to earn something in the a few hundred thousand American miles all by itself through like Advantage Hotels and some different things on those lines that don't go into your so called everyday you know credit card bonuses. So I, I, I managed to hit the, in fact, Executive Platinum 200,000 loyalty point, but not only that, but exceed the 200,000, made it all the way up past the 252,000 loyalty point mark. It's actually at 250, and I made that before December 31st, so that still gives January and February to earn more if I wanted to, but there's really no reason to pass that because there are some milestone bonuses at two fifty. Effectively allowing me to take another 60,000 miles. So, you know, getting to 250 got me 60,000 extra bonus miles as uh, milestone bonuses. So that's, you know, com- something that's not included in my total earn. So I'm guessing that I'm somewhere in the ballpark of two, two and three quarter million to three million points between everything and all other cards. But we talked before in an earlier episode about how many cards. So you added 12 new cards, but did you cancel any of them?
0: I did. So we closed, hold on, I have to add here, closed, I person, the P1, I closed four cards and did one product change and P2 closed two cards. So I was a net positive for two cards and he was a net positive for four new cards. And while I was going through and looking at all this and trying to find out, you know, all the referrals and whatnot and going back and looking at the various statements, because I, my poor mailman, I do still get paper statements because I like to go back because it never fails. I have to go back and find something and it's always a challenge to try and find it online. I had up all my annual fees. (laughs) It was really quite painful. And there are a list of cards right there that I'm just looking at going, yep, I'm going to close, 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 (laughs) close, close. I probably have eight cards on the chopping block already just looking at it. So, the you know, I mentioned previously the ones I'm looking at, I hope maybe get the Venturex business, get the Wyndham earner card so that I can start looking into the, the cruise matching thing. But I really, really, really would like an enhanced Sapphire bonus. So that I can go ahead and replace that, since I had product changed my CSR down to a Freedom, I am also going to product change my Boundless this year to another Ritz card because I get plenty of value out of the one that we have, and P two is primary on that one, and I kind of want my own in case something happens to it.
1: Right. No, that's a, a great. So how card about you? That- how many
0: you? How many did you? How many did you close?
1: So I closed one. I started out the year with 30 cards. I'm closed the year with 43 and you heard me say that I added 14. So that means I closed just one card and that was at the very beginning of the year. I closed a business platinum card and effectively I was able to do the double dip where I was able to pull out about $500 worth of credits from the card before I canceled it and so i didn't have to pay the annual fee cuz i'd already had a business platinum i was able to get one a, a lifetime no lifetime limit card in 2022 so i closed out the one i'd had originally from 2017 and then i i actually got another one this year so i'm now sitting on two business platinum cards but i'm looking to maybe downsize another business platinum We'll see how that goes into the future. But I, I t- ended the year with 43 total cards. I did total up every one of them. And I looked at the cost and the net value. And we have a post and thread in Award Travel 201 discussing you know, how the value is. Is it worth keeping the card? And I, I went through each and every single card I have, the cost of annual fees, which is just shy of $8,000 at $79.77 and looked at the total benefits that I see that I've received in return for having those and not including some of the Amex offers because if I throw in Amex offers, it goes even higher. But I have a $604 return on the benefits. So that means that as far as I'm concerned, I had over $8,500, almost $8,600 in benefits that I received back from the annual fees that I paid But as a business owner and person, you know, this is something that I'm going to say, not tax advice, (laughs) check with your own accountant, but I am able to write off all of these cards. So my annual fees, I'm able to save about $2,700 in taxes estimated, leaving me with a net cost of annual fees of just over $5,200. And that should leave me with about a $3,300 advantage on my fees over what I'm paying.
0: Very nice. Yeah, I didn't go through. I need to do that spreadsheet, as I mentioned, in the resolutions one. You know, now I know what the annual fees are and I know when they are due. And I do have two business platinum cards. One that's going to renew next week, I think, is when the next annual fee is going to post or 10 days from now. And then um, another one in February. And those two are, they're getting cut right away. But I do need to go through and say, you know, how many credits I've used and all that stuff. And I know, I know overall, if you combine, you know, this card, how much, you know, how much I redeemed that free night certificate for against this card that I have for free check bags, that maybe I didn't fly them and need the free check bags this year. So it was kind of a wasted payment this year, but it earned me a bunch of AA miles. I know overall, I've come out ahead like you have, but as I said, I kind of want to see it in black and white. So that's something I will work on.
1: Yeah, it's nice to see because I know that I started the year closer to the $400 a month or $4,800 in total annual fees. So I've increased my annual fees, something like $2,200. Is that right? $3,200? You think here. I need to do the math. A lot.
0: It's math.
1: <laughs> $8,000 to- <laughs> What are we at? So that's about $3,200 is what I actually increased annual fees. And one of them was because of a product change. So I, I came out at the end of the year and was realizing, hey, I'm not close enough. I get enough value out of Marriott Bonvoy Platinum status that it's nice to have, but I'm going to come out short and I want to eventually have that lifetime status And in order to have that lifetime status, you have to have years as a platinum. And the only way I could do it and make it worthwhile was to upgrade an Amex Bonvoy card that I'd already had. It was the Legacy SPG card. And I upgraded that to a Bonvoy Brilliant card, which immediately means that my fee is going from $95 a year to $650. There's a $300 credit given in $25 monthly increments which I'll be able to pull back. But that's something that I have to consider. And now I just pushed back when I get the annual free night award certificate as well, because I was getting close to my renewal date on the card as well. So I won't get to double dip free night award certificates. And I pushed my 85K annual award certificate back. But then hopefully, you know, come 2025, I'll be able to use that 85K certificate at a higher value as well. All right. So
0: it's time for our tip of the week. This kind of, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse with this one because we've kind of mentioned it in the past, but it's January. All of your credits have reset. Don't wait until the end of the year or the end of the six month period and say, Oh, I haven't used it yet. Go start using them now. I know earlier this month, AA, the AA shopping portal had Dell for 9x on non laptop stuff. So we bought some external batteries and some power strips and things like that. Use the AA shopping portal and got my deal. I haven't, the credit hasn't posted yet. I know it's going to, they're running about nine days between the time the charge posts and when the credits post. I've already used some of my airline incidental credits. I've already used some of my Hilton resort credits. Use the credits early. Don't stress yourself out by waiting until the end of the year. Plus, things change. You don't want to sit there and be sitting on something, and you know, maybe a trick that you've used in the past all of a sudden dies.
1: Yep, I I cashed out a whole bunch of my platinum credits right off the bat, so got that knocked out of the way. I did not use the Dell credit because I couldn't find something that really matched up with what I wanted. But there are a lot of other credits that people forget about too. Is don't forget that the new credits with the American Express. Hilton Honors cards. So the Surpass and Aspire have changed. So now you get with the Surpass, you, you end up with quarterly property credits, which there are some interesting ways of using those. And there's also on the Aspire, they've changed the hotel and airline credits. So you have to make sure you use those. If You can get them out of the way right at the beginning. That's the best way to do it because now you don't have to figure out how to use it at the last minute.
0: Exactly. And plus, I have two business platinum cards I'm going to be closing. So I wanted to use those credits right away to, you know, basically triple dip on one card and just, you know, double up on the other card. So that's our tip.
1: Don't forget to use card pointers in addition to that, because card pointers can help you save on all of these things as well to make sure that you're getting more value out of your Amex offers, your city offers, your chase offers. It allows you to add them to all of your cards. We'll have a link here in the show notes that you can use to apply for card pointers. It'll save you hundreds, if not more, every single year. If it's not, it's you should definitely try it out to see if it works out for at least a year. But I bought a lifetime subscription because I saw the opportunities that it would give me. I think I saved like six, $700 in 2023 all by itself. And if you're getting that it might be worth it for you to maximize and use all of your offers rather than just one at a time. So with that, Angie, I think that wraps up episode 50 of the Award Travel 101 podcast. Where can everyone find us?
0: You can find us in the 100,000 plus member Award Travel 101 community on Facebook, where we are there to answer your questions.
1: And like I mentioned earlier, we have our Award Travel 201 community, which is for those looking to advance your strategies for intermediate and advanced topics. We have a post in there talking about how to jump into evaluating the annual fees and is it worth it? We have a couple of interesting posts on that.
0: Or to book time with our team, check out the Award Travel One On One consulting service.
1: You can also email us at contactawardtravel at gmail.com.
0: And if learning in person is more your style, our next meetup is located in San Antonio, Texas on April 26th through the 28th. It is sold out, but there is a wait list and you can go ahead and sign up for that. But again, we encourage you to go ahead and book that hotel ahead of time in case you're able to make it.
1: Yes. And the wait list will be linked into the show notes. Again, if you have questions on that, feel free to message any one of us and we'll be happy to send that to you. But You can find it in this episode's show notes as well. And we want to thank you for supporting the Award Travel 101 podcast community. Until next time.
0: Bye. Have a good week.
1: Take care.